What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This is Harmonic Whiskey Tales and our little summary of the San Marino Grand Prix. Is it the San Marino Grand Prix? No, it's not. It's the Gran Premi della Toscana Ferrari 1000. Apologies for my brutalisation of the Italian language there. Although I think that might have been slight English and Italian, but anyway. Um, so yeah, so slight delay getting the episode out. I got stitched up with work yesterday, so I had to do a late night shift of working, which was fun. But anyway, it's all done now. Um, so yeah, the race was um, pretty crazy, actually. <laughs> There's quite a lot to talk about. So let's just um, go through and... Uh, sorry about that. Let's just go through and talk about, I guess, what happened... Um, so this is the first time they've raced here this any well ever in terms of an official formula one race they'd had a couple of tests at this circuit um which is Mugello if you don't know um yeah a few tests here previously with formula one cars like 2014 i believe but there's been such a massive jump in performance in these formula one cars since then that it's um it was always one that there was a bit of a buzz about because of the um the nature of the circuit and it's quite high speed and pretty full on in terms of tire wear for the cars and neck wear for the drivers because of the g-forces i mean some corners they were pulling like six g's around or almost six g's around some of the corners which is just insane so um yeah uh pretty crazy race i mean everyone had to get kind of acquainted to the track initially through the practice sessions and um Hamilton in particular it took a while to kind of get in the zone with it and it wasn't really till qualifying that he kind of really um hooked it all up properly really so um yeah the qualifying was um let's just go to the results in the qualifying I mean, Hamilton put it on pole as you'd expect really um to Bottas by a very very small margin like literally less than a tenth of a second so um again Bottas just struggling to get ahead of him really so um Verstappen put it on P3 album P4 so good job for him um still a bit of a way down from Max by like four tenths of a second but um he's definitely improving so and from the race result you'll see as well he's doing he's starting to do really well so and it's a bit shitty because all these fucking people have been calling for him to be swapped with with fucking um Gasly and stuff, like Johnny Herbert and stuff, who was like last year was really supportive of Albon, and then then last weekend he was like, "Oh no, get rid of him, bring fucking Gasly in." It's like, and then at this weekend's race, he was like, um, suddenly kind of just chatting to him as if he hadn't just told said that he was supposed to. I I don't know. It's just really fucking two faced of him. Just fucking you know talk straight to their face or don't really because he's going to hear that you kind of said that. So. It's just, um, I don't know, people in Formula 1 that the commentators, they don't, I mean, some of them do, but a lot of them don't seem to see really what's going on in terms of drivers and performances and, you know, potential issues with the car over, you know, they see a result and they just think, oh, it must all be the driver, whereas they don't seem to really figure out that there's other things going on, which you think they would because they're like, you know, in the sport and commentating on it. So, I don't know, it's a bit weird. But anyway what are you going to do um what else happened in qualifying Leclerc got a pretty good quality up in P5 but that was due to um Ocon crashed in Q3 um and everyone behind him basically couldn't improve their time so that meant Leclerc probably finished a bit higher than he was going to but 
good job from him considering the car's not particularly good at the moment. So that was quite impressive. I mean, Vettel was P14 in qualifying. So it's like crazy difference. But um, even though they both kind of finished the race pretty much together, so it didn't make much difference. But anyway, um, let's just go on to the race result. Um, so, sorry, a little water break. It should be whiskey, really. I have finished my day of work, but anyway. Uh, okay, so the race. Yeah, I mean, the race was fucking crazy. Let's just talk about the results. So Hamilton, P1, really good drive from him in, in a very chaotic race. Bottas, P2, uh, kind of, he could have won this one, and it wasn't down to strategy. It wasn't down to anything else other than him. Unfortunately, there was a few... Yeah, just a few little incidents that kind of caused him to let that one slip through his fingers. But, um, yeah, never mind. Um, you've got Alex Albon, P3. Really good drive from him. It was a very challenging race. And um, considering what happened in the race and for him to get that place, and that was a real legitimate P3. Like, he put on some really good moves and passes and stuff. So really, really good job from him. He was very happy. So, And his team was really happy for him as well. Like, they really needed him to get on that podium um so hopefully that's really good for his confidence um ricardo p4 could have got his first podium for renault but just missed out to albon that was quite a good little battle uh sergio perez p5 for racing point and then norris p6 um for for mclaren um good drive from him he was pretty quiet the whole race he just kind of kept his head down and got through the chaos and got a p6 so it was probably a better result than that car was really capable of getting them so yeah he did a good job uh daniel kvyat p7 for alfatari honda um again yeah pretty good result from him uh charles leclerc p8 Kimi Raikkonen P9, Sebastian Vettel P10. Raikkonen did actually finish P8, but he got a five-second penalty because he kind of came into the pits really late and crossed a line he shouldn't have. So he got a five-second penalty, which is fair enough. Um, then George Russell P11, and he was so close to getting that P10. He was just he was he lost out big time in one of the many race restarts which we'll get to um so he's he was a bit disappointed because he could have scored a point but um still a good job from him considering the chaos in the race so uh, and then roman Grosjean on p12 and that was all the finishes <laughs> only 12 finishes so we had let's just go through who didn't finish so we had lance stroll who went out on lap 42 who didn't finish um that was uh he there was an issue, not sure what. Something broke off the car or he lost the rear end because of something. They thought it might have been a puncture, but uh, it kind of seems like something might have failed on the car because just, he just lost the car in a really strange spot and just went straight into the barriers. So, yeah, luckily he was okay, though. Um, Esteban Ocon also didn't finish. He went out on lap seven. His rear brakes caught fire and it, they just completely melted the whole rear wheel hub area so they and they tried to fix it but they couldn't so uh he went out then you had nicholas latifi lap six he went out then you also had magnuson lap five giovanazzi lap five carlos science lap five um they all went out in the one incident which was on a safety car restart which we'll get to um which was chaos max verstappen went out on lap one pierre gasly also went out on lap one um, well the first lap we hadn't even done a lap so that was on like the third corner and there was just a bit of chaos 
Um, so, yeah, Gazzy just kind of got caught up in the chaos and just got hit and went off. He didn't really do anything wrong, so it's a bit of a shame for him. Kind of a crash down to earth after his win last week. Uh, and then Verstappen, they had issues with the car on the warm-up lap um, to the grid, and then they had to fix a few things with it. Um, well, this is on the lap where you go from the pits to the grid, and then you sit on the grid for a bit tinker about with the car if they need to so he had some issues it sounded like it was a software issue or like a sensor issue or something but uh they thought they got it fixed but then when on the um the kind of the warm-up lap before the start he still had a few issues and it was trying to stall on him and stuff like that and then when he went to start he actually got a really good start and almost got level with hamilton um and then it was as soon as he come he came into like third gear or something they just he lost all power and um, literally, it was as if he was just driving backwards down the grid. Everyone went past him. He ended up about halfway down the grid into the second corner, or well, into the first corner, and then coming into the second corner, he just kept dropping back. And then I think other cars were trying to pass him, and then it ended up being like four cars trying to get into a space where two cars should go, and they just all crashed into each other. And so Verstappen got knocked out, Gasly got knocked out, and somehow um, Raikkonen, who also kind of, got hit quite badly was actually fine so yeah it was a bit weird and then Sainz and Stroll got caught up in the next corner and Stroll they just touched and Sainz lost it and spun the car which then caused Vettel to crash into him and lose his front wing so he had to come into the pits and all that but then because of where the crash was and there were two cars stuck in the gravel because it's an old school circuit so it's all gravel so once the car stops that's it um so they had to have a safety car literally straight away. So it was like seven laps before or five laps before they could start again. Um, so everyone kind of came in and did their pit stops and stuff when they could. And then I'm trying to remember what exactly happened here. It was, I think Bottas had got in front of Hamilton at the start. I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to remember all this. It was such a chaotic race. Jesus. So, Bottas was ahead, and then they did a safety car restart. And because of the nature of the circuit, it's got a really long straight. And also, the start-finish line is at the end of the straight, not the start of the straight. So, and I think if they race there again, they're going to have to change where... You, you can pass from because it was so dangerous because essentially Bottas had to stay really slow and he essentially when the safety car comes in on the on the lap when it it's safe it, to do so the, the lead car becomes the safety car essentially and they dictate the pace and then as long as he doesn't accelerate to go um if he does that then that's it that's everyone's got everyone can go but if he doesn't do that, he can just stay really slow. and he can, So basically, he stayed really slow right up till the start-finish line, um, which was a long way down the straight, and then just booted it to try and have as m small amount of a toe as possible that people behind him would get off him. So, um, so tactically, he was absolutely right to do that. But all the half, you know, from P10 downwards, they didn't know that he was doing that, although they should have realised that's exactly what he was going to do, because anyway, but they didn't realise that. And then, obviously, the lights start flashing green for go, and um, everyone just booted it, and then realised that 
they hadn't started and then it was one of those situations where cars were going at like 250 kilometers an hour and suddenly having to stop or move out the way and then cars behind them didn't see it in time and there was just a massive pile up of like five four cars so it was it was chaos um and the drivers at the back were kind of a bit pissed off about it but i guess they kind of should have known that that was going to happen and i don't know there was a whole host of issues with what happened and i think in future years if they race there they'll need to bring that safe a safety car line essentially at the start of the start finish line so coming off the first, coming off the um last corner that there'll be a line there just before the pits where cars can overtake from um, that's how they solve it basically and they don't have it at the start finish line they have it uh, effective safety car line because they did change that rule they used to have that in a few places where there was actually a safety car line so you could make a pass a bit earlier on but that kind of rule went out but I think because of the nature of that circuit they're going to have to bring that back for that circuit specifically um, really that's the only way they can do it so um which i think they'll do next time because it would just it can't happen again like that because if they leave it as it is the the same thing's going to happen it makes no sense to go early and then um because you'll just get overtaken on the straight by the cars behind you because it's such a long straight and everyone will be right on your ass so yeah it's um yeah it's a tricky one so that happened and it was fucking chaos and then uh so we lost like five drivers straight away and then there was another like five or six laps to tidy up the um uh the pit straight and i think actually no what they did they red flagged it because it was just too much damage so they just had to red flag it so they were just like nah red flag everyone came into the pits and they line up in the order that they were in and then what they do is once they've tidied it all up they go back around and then start again essentially from the number of laps where they got to um so then there was a restart then Bartas at this time was in front but he messed up the start Hamilton got past him at the start and that was basically it Hamilton just scarpered um so and then pretty much from then it was just sort of Hamilton managing the gap and you know building up a pretty tasty lead like five or six seconds in the end Bottas was trying to I think he took he was going really quick initially and trying to catch up with him but he just killed his tires basically and even though everyone was on the harder tires that track it just destroyed all the tires so they just had to um ease off in the end and everyone was like managing the speeds and all that stuff and then Bottas was trying to get put on a different strategy to Hamilton but then because Bottas had fucked his tires because he'd put put so much into him in the first few laps that he had to actually pit stop first so he went onto the hard tires and then Hamilton came in like two laps later or a lap later and also got the hard tires so um Bottas just said he's I want to go on the opposite tires to what Lewis is on but then because he had to go in first he lost that opportunity so um so again yeah just Bottas I don't know he's he's getting a bit desperate I think he can't seem to pip him in the qualifying at the moment and in the racing he can't get close to him he just has to try and do it through strategy or something but it's these little instances like you know he messed up the start and didn't get a very good start and actually got passed by a few cars I think I think he got passed by um Ricardo as well but he managed to get past Ricardo pretty quickly but um but yeah he messed that up so it's like well yeah you just have to sort of um I don't know I mean it was funny actually Hamilton he in that initial start after the red flag this was in his warm-up lap he got his brakes really hot like they were literally 
all four of the breaks were smoking, and whereas Bottas's weren't. So I think he he did that so he could be late because so his breaks were essentially hotter than Bottas's, so that in that first corner in the braking area he could break that much later and go around the outside, which is exactly what he did. Um, so I wonder if that was deliberate. I don't know, but yeah, it was interesting. So. Yeah, so that sort of happened, and then it was all going very nicely, and people were doing well. And Russell would progressed; he was up to ninth at one point because of um, everything that had happened, and he stayed out the way of people. And Ferrari just were not doing well, and they were basically stuck behind Russell, and Russell was keeping a four second gap to him, so he was doing really well. And then Lance Stroll had this issue; something failed on the car, spun it round into the gravel, so they had to um, they just red flagged it again to get to rescue the car because they didn't want to have another safety car restart like that and cause more crashes. So, so it's good that they realized that so quickly and they thought, no red flag, let's do it like this. Cause it's just safer. Um, so it's good. They did that. But then because of that, when they restarted the race, Russell lost, like basically ended up at the back, lost like three places on the restart. Just, he just, I'm not sure he quite knows what happened, but he just didn't get a very good start, lost those places and then just couldn't, couldn't get past him and he got past um uh who was it roman grosjean and the Haas. so you have to commend him for that at least but he just couldn't get past vettel there were a few laps when he was close but um he just didn't have the car around the uh, corners to get the speed up to get close enough to vettel to make a run on the pit straight with the drs he just couldn't do it so it was yeah he was a bit guarded about that so Anyway, never mind. And then, um, yeah, on that second restart, um, Hamilton got away well. Bottas couldn't keep up to him. And it was, um, yeah, that's just how it was. And then that, that just maintained from there. And Bottas was then tried to go for the fastest lap. But again, he just, um, he did it too soon. He went for the fastest lap. And then Hamilton just saved up what he needed to and basically did it on the second, got it, got the fastest lap on the second to last lap. So he pipped that, he pipped him for that extra point. So yeah, it must be it's so demoralizing to be Hamilton's teammate because he's just so good that um, you can see it's affecting Bottas. Like it really is. And um, I think it's just when you know you're not as good as the other guy and you're trying everything you can, but you just can't make it work. It's like, you know, Hakkinen and Coulthard. Coulthard was a really good driver, but he just couldn't keep up with Mika Hakkinen because Mika Hakkinen was just naturally so incredibly talented. Um, it's the same with, uh, I think, with Halpon and, and Verstappen, you know. So it's um, yeah, it's a tricky one. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, everything else, what happened then? Yeah, Albon was sort of fifth at the restart and managed to get past Perez and Ricardo. So... He did a really good job there to get that car up into P3, put in some really nice moves, a nice move around the outside of Ricardo on turn one, which is hard to do because Ricardo isn't going to make it easy for you, and he certainly wasn't. But really, Ricardo didn't have the pace to hold back that Red Bull. So, um, and it'd be going for Ricardo because he was in a really strong position um, before the um, second safety well, well the second red flag essentially so he kind of i think if that hadn't have come out he was in a really strong position and probably would have got that that p3 so he definitely lost out because of that as did george russell so it's a bit going for them and the ferraris actually almost gained a bit from that and and um who else did that was kind of it really in album i mean he, he gained definitely from from that um second restart so um 
so yeah, really good for Albon. He he drove really well. Ricardo, I think, just on form all weekend. I think he got drive of the day as well, actually. So that was well deserved, I think. And um, I mean, Hamilton just being Hamilton, just incredible. Considering there's so many restarts and safety cars and just chaos on a new track with unknown tyre wear and um, to come away with a win like that, really impressive. So and then, and also I think Album, I think he coming away with that result given what happened in the race and the pressure he's under, I think he really should have got driver of the day for that because um, and it's his first podium as well. So um, I think that's really good and so well done to him and. Uh, if I was Albon, I'd be saying fuck all the haters because you know he's proven a few points now. So hopefully he can just use this race as a stepping stone. We're exactly halfway through the number of races this year, so um, it could be a really good end to the year for him. Hopefully, so I think he's got Red Bull support. I mean, if you saw how the Red Bull mechanics were reacting when he was making the passing moves, they're all really on his side and, and you know congratulating him after the race and all this kind of stuff. So it's um it's yeah it's hopefully he's definitely got the support. And he seems to be building in confidence. They, Red Bull have been talking about how they think they figured out the issues with the car in terms of rear instability, which is where he's been struggling, whereas Max isn't struggling because he's just so fucking good he can handle it. So, um, yeah, it's... Um, to be honest, the really good drivers like a slightly looser rear end and quite a pointy front end, so you don't get too much understeer and they can, they can handle that looser rear end and the oversteer they might get so you've got like the really good drivers like Hamilton Verstappen um, Schumacher was like that his car was set up that way as well so it's um it's definitely a running trend for very good drivers to be able to handle that sort of car and it just gives you much better turning so um, yeah anyway I've waffled enough it was a good race it was chaotic it was dangerous. Uh, I think they definitely need to look into some of the procedures and stuff if they do race there again, which hopefully they will. It seemed like Ross Braun, who's like the head of the, you know, Formula One dudes, he enjoyed the race and seems keen to come back. So um, hopefully they can make it the a European Grand Prix. So you have the Italian Grand Prix and Monza still, but then they normally have like a European Grand Prix that floats around various circuits. So maybe this can go into that rotation or maybe it can just be added in. I don't know. Um, add a few more races. And I think what they should do is if they, they want to add more races and these triple headers are really cool, like three weekends in a row. So why not do have a more focused European season and then be a bit more logical with how you travel around the world because they're not very logical about where they go. It's all over the place. So um, so maybe they can think about that and add a couple more European races for some of these cool circuits that we've been go- that we'll, we'll be going to. So we've got Imola soon and then we've got the um, Portimao Grand Prix in um, Portugal uh, and we're back at Nürburgring as well. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think Hamilton pretty much. I read an article today on the Drive Tribe, and they they'd already given Hamilton the world championship. They said seven time world champion Lewis Hamilton, um, and he hasn't got there yet. He's only six time, but um, I think everyone's forgetting that he hasn't wrapped it up yet. But uh, with mm, with Verstappen's second DNF in a row, he's lost a big chunk of points, and with Bottas just looking like he's emotionally destroyed by Hamilton which is generally what happens when you're Hamilton's teammate unless you're Jensen Button who actually beat him 
which no one talks about enough, but they should because that's this how good Jensen Button was. But um, yeah, I mean, you've got Hamilton on 190 points, Bottas is now 135 points, and Verstappen was 110 points. And Verstappen was ahead of Bottas two races ago, so that just shows the drop that Verstappen's had. And that's all down to the to the reliability of that Honda engine at the moment there. They're obviously trying a few things and it's not working, So, um, which is weird because they've been really reliable, but they're obviously just pushing a few things at the moment. Um, so they'll need to figure that out. Um, and then Norris, a steady P4, 65 points behind Albon, 63 points. So I think Albon's challenge this year has got to be finishing in fourth. If he can do that, then he's done his job. And um, yeah, that's what he really needs to focus on doing. Um, so he, his his um, main competitors got to be Lando Norris and Lance Stroll, Ricardo, who's kind of they're all within quite a small margin of each other. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I mean, if we look at the team standings, let's have a look at this. Yeah, I mean Mercedes three hundred twenty five points, Red Bull one hundred seventy three, McLaren Renault one hundred six, Racing Point ninety two. Remember they lost fifteen points or something. Um Renault eighty three, Ferrari sixty six, Alpha Tauri fifty three, um, and everyone else is pretty pitiful. So um Yeah. Anyway, good race. Worth a watch if you can watch the highlights. I'd also recommend if you're into cricket watching the uh, second ODI against England against Australia. It was a very entertaining game. Um, like there's some good highlights on YouTube for that from the ECB. So I'd watch that. It's very entertaining. Joffre Archer is bowling just so quickly Chris Wokes is bowling incredibly well um, it's uh, yeah it's cool to watch the next uh, game's tomorrow which will be Wednesday I believe um, yeah so um, worth watching if you're into your cricket so yeah, there we go cheers guys I've waffled quite a lot I do apologise hopefully some of that was interesting to you and we will be back with another little episode soon I think we'll get Dave on to have another little chat about life, the universe and everything soon. And we'll see who else we can get on. It's been a bit hard to get people on recently um, with all this COVID stuff and people isolating and stuff. It's difficult to get people to come around, but um, we'll figure it out. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep plodding along. So maybe I, I might do a few more of these episodes where I just waffle on about gadgets and current events and stuff like that. Cause you'll just have to put up with me waffling. So hopefully that'll be acceptable. But um, anyway, Cheers, everyone, and we'll be back soon. Cheers, guys. Bye.